This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, Sconsa Riga and Lincoln Red Imps currently hold the record by doing it 14 times. For Celtic Rangers, it was nine. And Daniele Fisichella is aiming to go one better than those Scottish giants. <laughs> this is Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. You're with myself, Dan Robert, senior handicapper Steve Wiss is alongside me. And as ever, Daniele Fisichella is uh, with us as well for a 10th consecutive week. Uh, this week, France football expert James Easton joins us on the show as well. Daniele, another good week for yourself. Uh, in profit, Coop Miners, uh, listen to the call. Uh, some good selections. Uh, that's that's it. Hi, hi everyone. By the way, uh, I keep putting off my appointment with the with the hairdresser on a Thursday. I always have to do the show. So now, maybe a couple of weeks. Though. Just just a joke. Uh, yeah, I'll buy I'll buy Coop Miner's shirt because he's been saving me a lot. If I go unbeaten all season, I mean, I was another Atalanta win, another Coop Miner's win, and I got a pick on Atalanta uh, later on. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Steve, it has been challenging, we're not going to lie, but, you know, we get a spike for the hot dogs and once again they were in profit. Thanks to Rory uh, last week. We always seem to to get one of the three at least, don't we? The hot dog run is unbelievable. Um, every week it seems to show some sort of profit, even if it's a small one. Uh, it was a great correct score pick from Rory last week. Uh, yeah, of course, the challenging times overall. It's been it's been tricky since the, the turn of the year. But we keep fighting on and um, hopefully we can really have a smashing show where there's clean sweeps everywhere. Uh, James, just away from betting to a certain extent. Um, and I don't even know if this is news, but I was just looking for some sort of French football angle for you here. Kylian Mbappe, mm. is he definitely going to go now at the end of the season? Is, is that for real for sure? Is he going to leave Paris Saint-Germain and go to Real Madrid? Yeah, he's definitely going to go, Dan. And, and even though he's not said... I am going to go. The reason we know that is the story's broken and there's been absolutely no denial from Mbappe or PSG. So, yes, he is going to go and it will be unless something catastrophic happens to Real Madrid. I just want to say on this, Dan, um, I don't agree with a lot of comments about this on social media. I've read that he stayed too long at PSG and he might have damaged his legacy by having stayed until his mid-20s. I'm not sure about that. I think the main reason he stayed so long is he's a Paris boy and he wanted to uh, win the Champions League with Paris Saint-Germain before he left and he's got one more chance to do it this season. But yeah, once this season is over, he will be off and we are almost sure it will be to Real Madrid. I mean, he's a fantastic player, Steve. There's no doubt about that. But I never get the sense that Paris Saint-Germain rely on him. Or have I got that wrong? Does he does he move the lines? You know, if if he wasn't there, do we see PSG falling off a cliff a little bit or not from a betting point of view? I think they have relied on him. I, I actually don't think they would have won a couple of titles if they didn't have him around. Although you would argue if they didn't have him, they would replace him um, with someone or multiple players. So the squad would overall be better. Um, yeah, like James said, he is a Paris lad and you wouldn't be surprised if he actually returned there one day. 
maybe um you know he's, he's in his 30s and um maybe that could be the time where he wins the the champions league I, I don't see him doing it this season i just don't think they're good enough at the moment now but um he of course he moves lines he's he's one of the he's possibly the, the the player in the whole of world soccer who will move a line more than any other player so um it's going to be a huge loss for them, but they will get a big wage budget off there. You know, with him departing, they'll they'll have money to invest, and um, maybe they can sort of improve the squad depth and quality overall. Usual mix: best bets, picks, hot dogs. We're going to tackle the boys' best place first of all. Um, two units on the three selections you're going to hear. We're going to start in Spain. We've got Spain, Italy and France covered for you. Steve's going to go first up. This is ATM Sunday for Cadiz against Celta Vigo here. Not quite each or two. Cadiz are plus 195, Celta Vigo plus 155, draw plus 210. The odds suggest that maybe you can make a case for all three here. But Steve, we, we've talked about um, Celta Vigo quite a lot on the show over the course of the season. And there's always been a bit of a sense that they are better than their league position. And potentially, uh, Cadiz might be the opposite. How do you see this one? Well, first of all, you know, I think uh, I've got to address my, my two-unit play has been poor since we've brought it in. And I, I get regular comments each week. Uh, not necessarily haters, but I know there's people out there who've been backing this play. So hopefully we can finally get it right. There's, I've just not had enough winners from it. Um, I've tried everything. So... I've got to change the tactics. I'm going to Spain this time. The first time uh, for this two-unit play. And I'm going with Celta Vigo. Draw no bet. Minus 129. So full refund if this is a draw. And look, the end of the day... Now, last week, it's ironic. I took on a team, didn't I? Mainz, who, um, who had, had only won one game all season. Well, Cadiz have only won two games all year. The last victory they had was on the 1st of September. Now... What can you remember what you were doing back on the 1st of September? Damn it, it's a long time ago. I mean, it, I can't believe we haven't really talked about their how bad they are on some of these shows. Um, they've scored 15 goals all season, they've scored one goal in their last eight, which was a penalty. Only seven players in the whole season have scored at least a goal in any competition. They are completely toothless. And Celta Vigo, I think, are by far the better side. By far the better side. If we look at their actual performances in the season, both on the field and also their metrics, they, they really sort of lower mid-table. They have a staggering 11.3500 achievement with points. And, you know, we know, as I say, they're, they're a much better side than you would think. They're managed by Rafa Benitez, who is a manager I've got a great deal of respect for. Um, he's not the sort of... I don't necessarily like his style of play, but you can't deny down the years he's got the experience in in loads of situations and if there's one man i want to be i mean the minute they're four points clear of Cadith, so you could say it might be a bit of a nervous um sort of gap actually sorry, three points sorry uh but he's the man you want in this situation he, he's been around the block he will know he'll actually target this game to win because he knows it's a great chance to extend his advantage on the bottom three but at the very worst he knows just don't lose the game either so I did think Celta are by far better in all capacities of the field. Cadiz, um, I mean, wasn't Cadiz known for the, the sailing point for the Spanish Armada? Something like that. I think it was, it was along those lines. But this is a Good knowledge ship. from you. This is a sinking ship, though, Dan. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, this is a great spot for Celta Vigo. Draw no bet. 
on at minus 129. I really expected them to be a lot shorter here, Dan. And um, it might be because they've lost four of the last five. But if you look who they're facing that run, a lot tougher opponents than Cadiz. And uh, I mean, at very worst, Celta Vigo draw for me. Let's get Danielli's first play. Danielli has been good with his two unit picks since we introduced him at the start of the calendar year. And uh, Monza play away at Salernitana. Monza are the favourites, plus 150, but plus money, significant plus money here. Um, I thought they were excellent against Milan. Uh, they obviously got pegged back after taking um, that double early lead, Danielli, uh, and then came back to win. Salernitana continued to be pretty poor, adrift at the bottom of the Serie A standings. So talk us who you play here. I think this is, a, again, and we talked about your two-unit play last week with, with Jenner at Napoli. I think this is one of the, one of the plays of the weekend. Monza is an ending up zero, minus 127. So Monza not to lose, at least, at the Areghi of Salerno. If they draw, you get your money back. Very few teams in Europe can sport a Europa League and a Champions League winner as a centre-backs. Unfortunately for Salernitana, these two players, Fazio and Boateng, go 71 years in two. So yes, of course, a lot of experience there. Uh, but they did suffer, especially Boateng in the first half against Inter. Well, Salernitana had no shots on target and Inter almost have a shooting practice against them. Second game in charge for the new manager, the third of the season, Liverani. Now, as Salernitana, these are the games they should be able to win, that they should hope to win. It's very difficult for them to be saved. No wins in the last six at home. All we considered at least two goals at home. And Monza, on the other hand, it was a good season so far. Perhaps uh, there were a little bit of rumours. They're not scoring enough, but then they deliver the marquee win against Milan, which if you look back last year, they already beat Inter, they already beat Juventus, so they beat the top three in only one year and a half in Serie A. It is a very well-coached team by Palladino. Skillful players. They can play on the front foot. Hopefully with Juric up front, they got a little bit more of presence. No goals in four of the last five away games, but they do can score. Both teams have not scored in the seven games this campaign, so they remain scoreless for seven games, but both teams have scored in nine of Salernitana last 11. Serie A games, 10 of Salernitana last 12 home games over 2.5 goals. Well, that was up and when you got Italy's worth defeat, 51 goals conceded. Monza is an handicap zero, minus 127. Monza to keep their good run going. We're looking for them to win. We draw no bet in that game against San Nitana. Let's get James' first pick uh, of the show. This is Lorient against Nantes. We uh, go to France, of course, in Liga. This is 11 a.m. on Saturday. Daniele's game incidentally is midday Saturday uh, Eastern. But uh, Lorient against Nantes for us here, James. Lorient plus 160, Nantes plus 185. Lorient aiming for four wins on the spin for the first time since autumn 22. I commentated on them last week, so a little bit of recency bias from me. I thought they were they were good. This is a, a bit of a, a relegation six-pointer maybe between the two. How do you see it? Yes, it, it is, Dan. And really what you've got here is a game where if you look at the league table, you think actually this is a 50-50 game. But the form doesn't show that because Lorient really are one of the big improving sides in the table at the moment. They've played really well and had really good results recently. And it's almost exclusively down to the much maligned January transfer window. I know we get told you can't really improve your team in January, but Lorient have done exactly that. They brought in a lot of players, four of whom... Um, are in their ideal starting 11 now. So that's quite a big change of player uh, selection options for the manager, and he's acting on it. And just bringing in those new players has really, really improved Lorient. So they're going to this game in really, really good form. As you say, they're plus 160 to win. 
I wouldn't put anybody off backing them to win, but my pick is Lorient zero uh, on the Asian handicap, which now is available at minus 121, I think, with with Bet Rivers. Um, so with that pick, you get your money back if the game ends in a draw, and you make a profit if Lorient win the game. And uh, yeah, they've had great performances recently, good results. Nantes, their opponents have been going in the opposite direction. They've lost six of their last eight, really struggling. They didn't make as many changes. In the January window, they decided to stick rather than twist. It's not worked out so far through February. So this is a really tough game for them. They're not in form and they're playing a Lorient team who will really fancy their chances, I think, at the moment. So, yeah, it looks, as I say, when you look at the league table, as though it's a 50-50 match between two teams on the same number of points, as you say. But really, Lorient are the form team of the two. And that's why they're my pick here on the Asian handicap with a zero goal start. Uh, 10 euros on which of these two sides to go down. Nantes plus 300, Lorient plus 135. I mean, that would obviously change if Lorient won at the weekend. You're surprised about those uh, two teams? Do you think any of them are worth a flutter when it comes to direct relegation, James? Well, Nantes were my pre-season pick, Dan, on our show all the way back in August to be relegated. They were plus 600 at the time, so they've come in since then. Um, of the two, yeah, I'd back Nantes. Even though they're the bigger odds, um, I think at the moment they're the more likely of these two sides to be relegated. So that's where my money would go. Yeah, just a reminder for Bet Rivers' purposes, it is direct relegation. There's obviously you a know what? place as well, Steve. I think I agree with James that the the most likely team of the two to go down now is Nantes. The and hopefully it does. They do. We could do with a bit of outright help on this show, couldn't we? Um, but the problem is the bottom two are just stinking out the place. Clermont yeah. and Metz. Um, so you know, can one of those teams get on a run at some point? I don't know. This, this fixture is, is a a derby, a local derby, um, well, sort of a Brittany derby, really. And uh, one of my favourite ever players once scored a hat trick in this game. Andre Pierre Gignac, sort of welcome not on the scene. You might remember it, James. I think it was a three nil or four nil win back in the day when his uh, one of, big Mac delivered. Uh, he's still going on strong, I think. In this is uh, only Mexico. Mexico isn't he? he was yeah, yeah what an absolute legend. Long time. He's yeah. one of my favourite ever players in the game, and I remember his hat trick here was brilliant. I should say as well, just on Andre Pierre Gignac, mm. I went to a Marseille reserve game once. And there's about 300 people there. And one of them was Andre Pierre Gignac, who came in in his hoodie with the hood up. And about 25 minutes in, he got recognized. And most of the rest of the game was spent chanting at him sitting over there <laughs> rather than the players over there. So that just shows what a Marseille fan he is. That's what he does on his days off. He's been in Mexico for ages. I want to yeah. say he's been in Mexico for five, six, seven he's years. He's an icon over there. Like he's that. a legend yeah, over yeah. there. Yeah, it's always a bit random. You're never quite sure, speaking to one or two ex-players, Americans who have played there, whether you're actually going to get paid. But I presume that um, uh, he is. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Hot dogs in profit for the season. Shining light of the show. Every single one of our handicappers has contributed uh, to the profit. Uh, Steve, more than most. So let's get some big price plays for the weekend for you. 9.30 Saturday, we go to Germany. Union Berlin against Heidenheim. Steve. Yeah, this same hot dog pick won for me on the 20th of December. And I'm going with Union Berlin minus one Asian handicap at plus 180 against Heidenheim. And uh, I mean, Union a lot, lot better since their bad run in the autumn. The change of managers done in the world of goods. Uh, Croatian boss Nenad Bezikla 
I don't, I, I, said, I had no idea how to pronounce him actually. Um, Come on, so RJ. Oh, sorry, Steve. I butchered, I butchered that one. But um, look, they're on a solid run 18 points from 11 games, five wins in that period, five clean sheets. It's kind of what we expected from Union Berlin this season, really. They were never as bad as as their league position suggested in the autumn. But at the same time, they were never going to be sort of, you know, top six, seven material for me. So they're in, in a lot better form. And they're facing one of my nemesis sides, Heidenheim, who've constantly proved me wrong all season, haven't they? To be fair to them. Um, their unbeaten run of eight games came to an end last week by Leverkusen. But again, they put up a good fight. And that just sums up this team. They never give in. But I just I still can't ignore their underlying metrics. They they rank really low for pretty much all significant statistics. And eventually, I am absolutely sure this squad that it will catch up with them. And I mean, they're in a fairly safe spot now. Twenty seven points. That might be enough to to avoid the bottom three. As poor as the, the teams are down at the bottom. So I think this is a sort of team, as Nigel Seeley would would say, could end up being on the beach quite early this season. And um, you know whether that defeat last week might just stop their momentum a bit. I'm happy to go against them here. If, if Union Berlin by, win by exactly one goal, we get a push. And I, I'm pretty confident Union Berlin can you know win this one. Nil-nil would be the danger, perhaps. But um, I think they win this to nil, which is why I do like the Asian handicap at big value. Minus one, plus 180 for the hot dog. Union Berlin to strike again for me. Uh, Daniele's been good with the hot dogs uh, this season as well for us. A slightly bigger play. We go Milan-Atalanta, which is the main game Sunday in Italy, 2.45. But Coop Miners, who's uh, done so well for us, uh, Daniele, is not part of your play here. You've gone no, straight strange. on the money line. No, yes. I mean, I was saying the money and I go with the Atalanta win. I'll be like Steve. I'll be a sentimental. Someone delivers for me and just go for them. And, you know, I like Atalanta at the moment, but to be fair, I'm not the only one. He's the informed team at the moment in Italy, apart from Inter. In the last five games, Atalanta flying five consecutive wins, 15 points, 17 goals scored, as many as in the previous 11, only two conceded. And by the way, next Wednesday, they got another trip to the San Siro. Could they play Inter in the game that was postponed? Uh, the manager of Atalanta wasn't happy. Well, he's never happy, to be fair. He always likes to complain. But I think they can have the upper hand against Milan here. Already, already for a couple of reasons. First of all, Milan already lost twice to Atalanta this season in the league and in Coppa Italia. Uh, Milan uh, scoring. It's fine. They do score goals. They're going to play run tonight, the day we are recording the show in the Europa League. So they're going to have that to overcome. I think they will qualify, but I wouldn't discard Milan going behind the score sheet in France. They conceded 31 goals so far, Milan, as many as Genoa. The away record for Milan defensively is awful, as many goals conceded as Salernitana. Of course, the injuries to Malik Chow, to Tomori haven't helped, but it's also the feeling that if they haven't got the backs against the wall, they don't really start playing. Only two defeats in the last 10 games for Milan, Monza and Atalanta. Uh, but, you know, the point style is not bad. 52 points after 25 games, 52% of Milan games over 3.5 goals. In a high-scoring game, I think Atalanta can win it. They look in form and they've been doing this also without their top goal scorer. Lukman has been at the AFCON and now he's back. But when he got Pasalic, Miranchuk, and especially Decateler, he will have a point to prove in front of the Milan fans after last season flop. I think Atalanta can really, really win. This one is a big prize. Atalanta win plus 195. I know they lost the last two games in Milano against Milan, but maybe this is a good time to get a bit of revenge. 
Yeah, Atalanta in the top two of both uh, of all of the four, six, eight, and ten match form tables. They're brilliant at the moment. Coop Miners, we're swerving in this week, but if you want to play him just to get a shot on target, he's plus one one six. But for hot yep. dog purposes, we like Atalanta to win uh, plus one ninety five. We do go to the shots on target prop bets for James's hot dog. This is eleven a.m. Saturday, and we're back uh, for that uh, game featuring Lorient and uh, Nance James. Yeah, so this is all down to Bet Rivers, Dan, having this fantastic over 0.5 shots on target market. It's available on all the games in France every weekend. So you can just go through and find which player you fancy to, to manage one shot on target. I've been through all the games and the one player for me who is far too big a price to have over 0.5 shots on target this weekend is Julian Ponceau of Lorion. He's available at plus 200. So that's my hot dog is Ponceau to have over half a shot on target at plus 200. And it's it's really a tactical question, this, Dan. It's where he'll be playing on the pitch and why that gives him a much better chance of having a shot on target than I think this price uh, would suggest. So the last four or five games, Lorient have been playing a 3-4-2-1 system. So they've essentially got two number 10s playing behind their new striker, Bamba, who's, who's doing very well as well. Mm. And Ponzo will be playing if he starts as one of those two number 10s with a brief, essentially, to link the midfield in the attack, but also to get into scoring positions. We've seen him doing this more and more in the last few games. Uh, he was on the score sheet last weekend by being in the right place and following up and scoring from in the penalty area. And I feel that at home here to Nantes, he'll be looking again to do the same thing. That is to get into scoring positions and to work the goalkeeper. So this price of plus 200, just to manage a shot on target. You don't need him to score. You just need him to get a shot on target. I do think it's too big based on how they're going to set up and where they're going to use him. And just as some sort of reference point, if you look at all the players priced up on this market for Lorient, he only ranks as the seventh most likely to have a shot on target according to the prices. Now, that can't be right based on where he'll be playing and how he's been playing recently. So my pick is Julian Ponceau of Lorient to have over half a shot on target, and that's available at plus 200. Yeah, having watched him play last weekend, I think that is one of the bets of the weekend. No doubt about that. His stats have improved over the last few games because he's playing further forward. Concur with that one. That's James's hot dog, Julian Ponceau to have one or more shots on target in Lorient's game against Nantes. Let's get more picks from the boys. Steve, we go back to Germany here. Augsburg against Freiburg for a 1.30 Sunday game with Augsburg the favourites at plus 123. I just looked at some of the Bundesliga stats ahead of this one. Uh, since the resumption in January, um, the German top division has suddenly become a bit of an unders league. 31 in 55 for a return on investment of nearly 31%. I'm not quite sure how that's happened because we were always going overs for the Bundesliga. Now, for the sake of your selection here, I hope we go back to what it was at the early part of the season, Steve. There's been some crazy underruns. I mean, I talked about Mainz and Cone all, all year. Yeah, Union Berlin are now on a run of eight mm. straight unders as well. Uh, but these two teams that I'm going to talk about here, Augsburg and Freiburg, are very inconsistent. So you can get either an over or under with them. But my bet for the game is Augsburg on the team total to score over one and a half goals. It's at plus 100. So an even money shot. We just need two goals from Augsburg. It doesn't matter if they lost the game six or seven two. If they get a couple of goals on the board, we win. And um, I mean, I've been talking a lot about Augsburg recently, haven't they? They've um, they've served me well, but last week they didn't serve me well. They uh, got deservedly beaten by Mainz, one goal to nil. Um, the change of manager, I think, really worked a treat for Mainz. But 
I mean, thinking about it, Augsburg, it's maybe not the worst thing they actually had a stinker last week because they're so inconsistent and it means they're probably going to bounce back quite quickly. And there's quite a resilient squad here. I think they're the sort of team that do rebound quite well. But in terms of the actual raw stats, seven times out of 11 at home this season, they've scored at least two goals. Two of those are against Leverkusen and Dortmund. So I'm not going to hold that against them too much. Um, and Freiburg are just conceding goals left, right and centre in the league. They've scored, uh, sorry, they conceded at least three times in their last four Bundesliga games. The the one recent clean sheet they had was actually in the Europa League against Lens, uh, where they played surprisingly well, actually. Uh, we don't know the result of the second leg at the time of recording here. We don't know how that match is going to go tonight. But, you know, after the back of just three days of recovery, a trip to Augsburg, which is a yeah, I think it's the sort of location anyone really enjoys playing at. Um, they could be a bit flat. They could be under par. This could become maybe a bit of an open, wild game, maybe 3-2 to someone or whatever, 2-all draw. And Augsburg, we know they've got firepower. I mean, Demirovic has been my hot dog the last two weeks. He nearly was the hot dog again. Plus 195, by the way, to score any time, Demirovic. I would not put off anyone getting on him. But um, let's just go with the team total this time. They're, they're in good form. Augsburg have got a decent offence. They're quite attack-minded. And uh, against a potentially soft-looking Freiburg, there is a weird head-to-head, which I've got to mention because I'm sure someone will put it in the comments. Last 10 head-to-heads, Freiburg are actually unbeaten against Augsburg. And Augsburg have failed to score more than once in any of those games. <laughs> I don't. Head-to-heads do not interest me at all, apart from in rare derby fixtures. So I'm throwing that out the window. Uh, but if you do like head-to-heads, then don't bet on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never quite sure about head-to-heads. I must admit I can swing one way or the other, depending on if it fits the narrative of the bet. Let's mm. um, against Inter for Daniele's second play here. Uh, Inter, obviously, short price favourites at minus 240. Let's plus 650. A um, lot of focus on Inter. I, I know a lot of people have backed them since uh, the turn of the year to win the Champions League. Uh, Daniele, I mean, j- just on that Atleti uh, win, I mean, it should have been more than the one, shouldn't it, yeah. really, do you think? I mean, they were they were good into, weren't they? Yeah, they were good. They were patient. They were resilient as well. And that one makes it a good team. It's a game that maybe a couple of years ago, Inter would not have won. We were just drawing. Now we are here talking about they should have scored at least two goals in that uh, fixture. We'll see whether they're going to leave it to regret it because uh, Atletico Madrid at home since last January, 27 wins, two draw, one defeat, average goal per game, 2.6. I think Inter needs to prepare the helmet, really, to go to the Banda Metropolitano. I am prepared to suffer. We'll see. <laughs> That's going to be a really interesting second leg in the Spanish capital. What about this game away at Lecce? You're predicting a sluggish start uh, for the Nenazori. I think it's going to be a tricky one. Uh, Inter are extraordinary. Uh, my pick, by the way, is under one goals in the first half, plus 118. It's going to be tricky because uh, those intense Champions League games, they leave a toll in, on every team, no matter how good they are. And Inter got 63 points in the table. Only once in the history, they had more points after 24 games, scoring 19 consecutive away games. Never break that record, so the record will be 20 if they do. But they're going to play against a very organized side, Lecce. I know they've only won one of the last seven, only four wins in the entire season. But it is a team that has stifled 
a lot of Italian oppositions, especially at home. The Lazio drew with Milan, won against Fiorentina, lost 3-0 to Juventus. First half was nil-nil, and the best chances were for Lecce. Is a team that uh, plays with a 4-3-3 formation. He's got back Banda, uh, from, who is the fifth for dribbles completed in Serie A, and the striker Kurstovic is seventh for shots. By the way, nine my, nine big my, big chances misses also for the striker. But Lecce surprisingly are sixth for shots in Serie A. Can they score a couple of goals against the best defense? In Italy, 15 uh, uh, clean sheets. Maybe not. Maybe they could make it really difficult for Inter to cross the Walfway line or to create chances. By the way, Inter without Turam, who picked up a groin injury. So it's going to be Arnautovic again. He scored against Atletico, but missed a couple as well. But also you have to look at the statistics. Now, this bet, under one goal in the first half, would have lost only once after all the Inter-Champions League matches so far, and they would have won twice and three times would have been void. So, it, there is a tendency obviously due to turnover, due to changes, to have a little bit of a slow start, even for Inter-Brillances um, after the Champions League, and that's what, I, what I'm going for. Under one goal in the first half, if Inter goes 1-0 up after 45 minutes or Lecce, uh, produce a surprise, you just get your money back. Uh, James, second selection uh, from uh, Southern Italy to South of France and Nice against Clermont. Uh, nice um, minus 220, getting even shorter. They've been backed a little bit earlier uh, today, um, but they have lost their last two. And some betters, James, um, might be looking to fade them off the back of that, but not you. You're looking for them to bounce back here. Yeah, I think they will bounce bounce back this weekend, Dan. So my pick is Nice minus one on the Asian handicap at minus 125. They have lost their last couple of games. I thought they were a bit unlucky last weekend. They lost 1-0 at Lyon, probably could have got a point there. But I think really, actually, it comes at quite a good time for, for Nice, despite those uh, last two games where they've lost. And that's because a couple of the players who they had away at the African Nations Cup, they'll just have had one more week at Nice to settle in. Thinking about the attacking players here, Jeremy Boga and Terra Moffi, who's the main man at Nice. And this is really the first full week of prep they'll have had since coming back from Ivory Coast for a League One match. So I do think that will make a big difference. And Claremont, we can't overlook how poor they've been away from home recently. That's also a big factor in this selection. They've lost their last two away games. They were beaten 4-0 at Lille. They were beaten 3-1 at Rennes. They look really weak to me in those two games. I think away from home at the moment, Claremont against better sides have got a real problem. Uh, there's not a much not much resilience in this side. We've just used Daniele and Steve use that for their picks. I don't think we'll see much resilience from Claremont here. So it's one of those games where you might just get your stakes back. Nice have a tendency to sit back when they've got a 1-0 lead. They're quite happy just to win a game. Um, with this pick, if they win by a single goal, you will just get your stakes back, but I'd be very surprised if you didn't at least get your stakes back here because I can't see any outcome other than a Nice win. So that's my pick. It's Nice minus one on the Asian handicap, and that's at minus 125. Uh, I'm just going to up the running order, Bayern Leipzig for us next. We're going to talk about the big game in Germany. We have got three more picks to come from the boys as well, but big game in Germany for lots of different reasons. 12 30. Uh, Eastern on Saturday is Bayern versus Leipzig here. Bayern at minus 159, Leipzig plus 360, draw plus 350. Over and under mark is three and a half goals here. We talked about Bundesliga already being plenty of goals over the course of the season, not so much since the turn of the year. But over three and a half is plus 102 and under three and a half minus 127. Um, I don't know what you guys' thoughts are with Bayern and the title at the moment. Leverkusen are 
uh, at eight clear at the minute. Um, I mean, Steve, look, as we saw last season, you can't rule Bayern out. They won it on the last day of the season. Um, Leverkusen, I, th- I think, are something like minus 600 to, to win the title at the moment. If that was Bayern 8 clear, there'd be minus 6,000. What, what are your title thoughts? Is it all gone wrong for Bayern? Are they, are they, have they still got a chance, do you think, uh, to claim a, what would be a 12th um, title on the spin, looking at Daniele's um, uh, record here, but Bayern are even better at 12th on the spin? I, th- I think it's done. Um, I think Leverkusen have got enough. It's a good lead for them. And no one really saw Bayern losing at Borkham last week. That's a that's a poor loss. I mean, against your boys, Bochum as well. I mean, you would have been loving life, Dan. Uh, what a great win for them. <laughs> against, I mean, it was against ten men as well. They couldn't even get a point. So, I, I mean, Thomas Tuchel, it's been he's announced that he's leaving at the end of the season. Um, I never like that when the, the manager's leaving because kind of it, of an underperformance. Really, let's be honest. It's not like Jurgen Klopp, um, where the, the players and, and the club and the fans might galvanise and get behind him. You know, it might be a situation where the fans want Tuchel out before the end of the season, eventually. Uh, the Champions League is going to be a big thing for Bayern now. In this game, I mean, would you back them at minus 159 on the money line after recent form? Not for me. I would I would actually look the other way. Maybe Leipzig at plus 360, plus 360 can get a result. Lois Appender at plus 170 to score any time. I've mentioned him recently quite a lot. He's uh, one of the, the hotshot strikers. He's becoming, you know, he's not far off, you know, kind of world-class level even eventually down the line. Um, so those are the two angles I would look at there. Leipzig don't have a bad record against Bayern, you know. They're not afraid of them. And, uh, you know, down the years, they will, they've put in some decent performances, beat them in. I know it was only the Super Cup, but in Germany, you kind of take it a bit more seriously, don't you, this season? And um, they won here last year as well in the league. So um, this is by far a Bayern banker. Um, nowhere near a Bayern banker. So uh, I think Definitely would be thinking twice for those who are looking to get on them. James, any angles for you when it comes to this? What do you make of Tuchel, um, Tuchel uh, leaving at the end of the season, former PSG boss, of course? It didn't quite, well, I mean, it's hard to say it didn't quite work out for him. Place. He seems to have won trophies everywhere he's been, but it's mm. left Bayern in a bit of limbo. I don't know. It's a difficult one. I wouldn't play Bayern, I don't think, at minus 159. I'm, I'm with Steve on this one, but it just wouldn't surprise me if Harry Kane, you know, took a few more chances this, this week and, and they won easy because it's Bayern, isn't it, you know? Yeah, well, I'm f- first of all, I'm with Steve, I don't think uh, announcing a manager leaving in February um, for the end of the season helps anybody anytime. I've never really known that work out for the positive, for the better. Um, but I do think there's been a slight overreaction in terms of how bad Bayern are. Yes, they might actually miss out on the league. That points total is big. It's going to take an enormous effort not just from them, but obviously the team above them dropping points for them to win it. That's the challenge. So it might be all over, but wouldn't surprise me if they went on an incredible run and, and you know, maybe won all their remaining games. I think one angle on this for me with my France national team hat on, Dan, which is my main one, is about Upper Meccano. We've obviously seen him um, have consecutive uh, red cards for Bayern, both domestically and in Europe. That's a bit of a concern for the France national team because he is the main man in the defence for France. He's the leader, really, now of the back four. And that sort of form where you're getting play, a key player sent off at, at league level with just three months to go, is it? Three or four months before Euro 2024. I think that's a slight concern for France, who are joint favourites, just to throw it forward to Euro 24, 2024. They're joint favourites with England for that tournament at plus 350. So he'll he's a player I'll be watching very closely over the next two or three months. 
what will his form be like? Can he overcome his own personal uh, problems with the red cards? Uh, and can he stand up and help Bayern get back into this title race? So from a player point of view, I think that is one thing to watch over the next few months. Of course, if they are off the pace domestically, their attention will obviously turn to the Champions League. They've got to get beyond Lazio, who won that first leg in Stadio Olimpico uh, the other week. Obviously, the Champions League regime's not next midweek, but the weekend after that. Any sort of takes on, on Bayern in this particular game and between now and the end of the season, Daniele? Well, you would imagine both teams will score. Leipzig uh, created a lot of chances against Real Madrid, and I think they were unlucky not to take the lead. But maybe not a lot of goals. I mean, the most common result in this match has been 1-1. Bayern haven't been in Leipzig in a couple of years, so this could be a good opportunity to back Leipzig, either with a positive handicap plus 0.25, or back both teams to score, and Leipzig not to lose here. Really difficult to see uh, Bayern overcoming this bad moment. A stats on Tuchet, took 11 defeats in 44 games, just one more than Nagelsmann in 84 games. Ah, good start. That's interesting. That's um, that is interesting. It's going to be fascinating because Bayern, obviously, for a lot of betters, every single weekend in the Bundesliga, they are banker material. Not at the moment. They've lost the last three for the first time in 2015 across all competitions. Let's get the final picks from the boys, shall we? We've got three more plays for the weekend. One from Steve, one from Daniele, one from James. We go... Uh, France twice and Italy once. We're going to start, Steve, with your pick. 3pm Saturday. This is uh, Strasbourg against Brest. It is the, the big game uh, in France on Saturday night. What's your thoughts here? What's the play? I'm going to go again with an over 2.25 goal bet in a Brest game. It, it lost for me last week. This is minus 107 odds with Bet Rivers. It lost for me last week um, in the Brest-Marseille fixture. But And I was really angry, actually, how the match unfolded. Because it was mostly Marseille's attitude and tactical approach and and everything. They just tried to kick kick the crap out of Brest, didn't they, really? And, and make it a stop-start game. It was an absolutely disgraceful performance from Marseille. I really thought it was. And um, yeah, I mentioned about the backup goalkeeper for Brest. The amount of times I was shouting at my screen, that's actually test him, please, just test him. Um, and in the end, there was just two shots on target. Did the neighbor call the police? Pain. or anything? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, just test him. Sorry. Imagine, imagine you hearing someone shouting across the across test the room. Him. Just, uh, Sorry, I was I was sh shouting to someone. I'm shouting at Brest on the telly. Anyway, yes. go, go <laughs> yeah, it was the Gregoire Couder is a very inexperienced goalkeeper at League One level, and um, Marco Biza is suspended again. The, the keeper who's annoyed me down the years. And this time, I really hope that Strasbourg gets stuck in and give give him some work, you know, because I, I put him under some pressure and I think he there's a chance that someone like this might crumble a little bit. I also think Brest will be more offensive minded in this game. I think they were I mean they weren't they weren't for me an underdog last week, but in their minds they would have been. In the media, maybe they would have been. I think against Strasbourg, they're more perceived as the favourite. I mean, they are with the books anyway. Strasbourg are not in great form. Both teams score yes in the last 11 Strasbourg games. And I nearly went BTTS yes at minus 114, but 13 out of 22 breast fixtures are both teams scoring no. They have a knack of keeping clean sheets. So I'd rather have a 2-0 a, a result in my pocket for a half loss somewhere. But I think this will be quite an offensive game. I was on the, the overs personally in the Lorient fixture last week. Strasbourg, Lorient, and I mean, I think anyone would fancy facing the Strasbourg defence right now, but equally, Strasbourg should have scored more goals. 
I really do think they should have done. There's also a couple of suspensions I want to talk about here. Um, Mounier suspended for Brest, which might not be the worst thing. I actually think players like Gil Castillo is more important to them. Hugo Magnetti suspended as well for Brest. A very underrated player um, in the middle of the park for them. He puts in a lot of work, high energy and work rate. He was actually the captain in the reverse fixture as well. I think he'll be quite a big miss for them. Uh, Backwards suspended for Strasbourg, which might not be a bad thing because he wastes far too many chances. I like the goals. Over 2.25 goals here. I don't know who's going to win the game. It wouldn't actually shock me if Strasbourg got a result, you know. But um, I think something like 2-1 either way is likely. So I'll, I'll stick with this. Over 2.25 goals. Minus 107. Strasbourg breast. 9am Sunday Eastern is Cagliari against Napoli. Now the trick with Napoli is to back them before everybody else starts backing them or bet them before everyone else starts betting because it's it seemingly, Daniele, after that second half performance against Barcelona, they are starting to rise or is it just me looking at one half of football and maybe <laughs> that, that's not the case? They're away at Calgary. I really like this play. I mean, Napoli now with a new new manager and, and, and so on, are we expecting them to, to rise up the table? Yeah, back them before the new manager bounce evaporates because now they're already on the third manager with Franco Calzona replacing Mazzari, who replaced uh, Rudy Garcia. And, you know, it's very difficult to judge the new man after only 48 hours and they were under pressure for 70 minutes against Barcelona, but finished strongly and they could have even won the game. And, you know, Calzona, by the way, former assistant of Spalletti and Maurizio Sarri, so knows the environment, took a difficult decision subbing Varascelia, who's been having an off game, Puts on a couple of attacking players, Lindstrom, Traoré. In the end, um, yeah, in the end they scored. They could have even won the game. So the, the tie is very open. I don't think they're gonna get beaten in Sardinia. So I'm gonna go for Napoli or tie and both teams to score. Why both teams to score? Because Cagliari have lost and scored both teams to score in, in four in the last four games. Normally at home they are decent because away from home they are awful they only got four points in the table away from home lost the last two at home after six games unbeaten they do manage to get a goal there but i don't think napoli are gonna lose this one despite not scoring in the last five away games but in 1973 they went 14 games without scoring on the road so you know you know it's mm-hmm. fine yeah, absolutely fine calzona could be could be safe until the end of the season but they got ossiman back by the way and that's the most the most important things probably we're going to see the la- we are at the tail end of Osimen uh, career in Napoli he's probably going to leave going to Paris or somewhere in the Premier League but that's up to him to save them really and to try to get as close as possible to European football next season Napoli or tie and both to score plus 104 your reference Paris Saint-Germain that's where we go to next for the final play of the show Sunday 11.05 Eastern for Paris Saint-Germain against uh, Rennes, and we're looking for goals here, James. Yes, Paris Saint-Germain, Rennes, over three goals at minus 112 is my pick here. The stats on this are strong. If you follow PSG, 10 of their 11 home games this season have had over three goals. So, and that should I say, I should say on uh, PSG, Dan, that's both uh, scoring and conceding. They don't always keep clean sheets in games. Ren, well, they're playing in Europe tonight, so we don't know how that game has turned out, but they're in great form, our Ren, and they are an attack-minded side. So I don't see them going to Paris and parking the bus. I think it's more likely that they'll contribute to an open game than a closed game. So that's my pick. You've got the stats on your side with PSG. I think you've got the right attitude from Ren. And just to be clear on this pick, if there are are exactly three goals, you don't lose, you get your stakes back. 
So you can only lose with this pick if there's no goals, one goal or two goals. So that's the pick. It's over three goals and that's at minus 112. Steve, what have you made of the boys' picks over the course of the last 40 minutes or so? I mean, I texted you earlier today and said that uh, James is... Um... Uh, shot on target plays great it's only because i commentated on last week so it's just fresh <laughs> in my mind it was something back a few months ago i'll probably forget but daniele <laughs> talking through some of his as as maybe quite excited as well atalanta is going to be difficult but they're in in massive form at the moment i really like the the napoli play steve well i just to say i, I agree with james's pick that just there on the over three goals in paris um i actually think it's a good week to get with psg uh, i like the handicap on the host as well it's only minus one on the asian handicap one other thing to say about that game that um, PSG have a very good halftime record, by the way, so you might want to get involved there. Ren could could be potentially flat after the Europa League. Um, we're getting involved uh, in, in in with a CAGS game, aren't we? So, yes, uh, yes, yeah, we are. <laughs> so that, uh, you know they've been a bit of a bane bane of us on this show, but you know you know let's yeah we managed to win on Real Sociedad the other week, didn't we? So um, you know why not? Uh, let's get a winner on. On cats, <laughs> and um, yeah, well, as always, you know, the, the boys that the, there's some brilliant research going on, there's some great uh, angles and great picks, and uh, I, I wish them both uh, the very best of luck. Yeah, I wish uh, your picks as well, Steve. Look, we know we realize we're very transparent with uh, with all of our PL. We're due a good week, let's hope it's this week, Steve Danielli, James. Thanks for your company. Uh, good luck to one and all. We'll keep everyone updated over the course of the weekend. That is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European Show. We're all going to be back next week, so fingers crossed we will have uh, a good week. That's the uh, the vagaries of the rotor. Uh, stay across all of the Bet Rivers content as well this weekend via at Because We Went from all of us for now though it is goodbye bye bye